Welcome to The Everyday Saint, where young Catholics inspire young Catholics as we're all grasping towards heaven while walking on earth as everyday saints. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Eve Rosemary, and let's get started because there's so much goodness to share. Welcome to The Everyday Saint. Today we have James on the podcast. I've known James for a little over a year now, and um, we're in the same friend group, which has been super fun, and he's such a great guy, so I'm really excited for him to be on the podcast. So welcome, James. Hello. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, Okay, so I am a sophomore, like you, Eve. Uh, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm the oldest of six kids. Um, I was raised Catholic. Um, I am currently studying mechanical engineering. Uh, Yeah. Great. Um, Can you tell us about what your faith life has, like, looked like over the years? Um, so... I guess starting back in, like, middle school, probably, uh, it was pretty rough. Uh, Basically non-existent. I mean, like I said, I was raised Catholic, so I was brought to Mass, but other than that, it didn't really exist. Um, High school, things started to change. Um, I went to a Catholic high school, and that played part of the role. Another thing was I had really great friends who were Catholic. Um, Yeah, I played on uh, several sports teams, uh, including track football, basketball, all of which we prayed before practices. We did all these things um, that were very, like, attuned towards God. So that helped a lot. I also went on several mission trips in high school, and that really helped, um, like, service-wise. That really helped me draw closer to God. Um, Yeah, and so by the time I made it to senior year, I would say my faith life was pretty strong um, compared to especially like even freshman year. It was almost non-existent. Um, And then just coming to college has been, I guess, a blossoming in some ways um, because now that I I am able to make a lot of my own choices, uh, do what I want, I've actually started like doing all these things. like, I don't know, simple things like going to adoration or daily mass, something like that, um, on my own. And it's really, really helped me, uh, really, really helped me grow closer to God. Yeah, that's great. Especially because, like, taking part in the sacraments is, like, the heart of our faith. And being able to have those, like, so easily accessible at college is, like, a huge blessing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's something else. Yeah. Do you think there was, like, a moment that it started changing for you? Like, can you pinpoint any specific moment? Yeah, yeah. So, um, if I was to say the most influential moment, um, it'd probably be sophomore year of high school. I uh, We went on a, a mission trip. Um, it was, like, mo- the sophomore class... Um, they had like 15 kids that they selected to go and I was selected and we went to, uh, a, the poorest diocese in America. It's called the diocese of Gallup, uh, mostly native American reservation. Um, and we were just serving the community. We were, um, like anything from chopping wood to like cleaning sheep's pens to playing bingo with, uh, elderly people. Um, but the one, the one thing that really like the one night that really was mind blowing to me 
um, was uh, one of the nights, like I said, we went to an elderly folks home and we played uh, bingo. And um, I don't know, I just, I was definitely searching. I had been searching for a long time and coming up empty. Um, And I was just searching for something that gave me a spark almost instead of just like the dull, dreary, that kind of I had settled into. Um, And um, we, so yeah, we were at this home and there were so many people there, you could tell, had lived rough lives. Um, I mean, definitely like workers for most of their lives. Um, So many of them just really were not even able to like focus at all like just clearly clearly on the downhill um and i was helping this elderly lady um we were yeah so we were playing bing uh bingo and i was helping this elderly lady and she had no idea what was going on like no clue i was like directing her hand to like the numbers i she had so many cataracts in her eyes it was like clouded over um and there was one point that I was like, I was helping her place some pieces down and I looked up. She wasn't even paying attention to the board or the people around us. She was just staring right at me. And um, there was just a moment where I just like looked back and like the, the cataracts in her eyes almost made it look like she was looking through me. Like I was like the hand of Christ in that moment, like holding her hand. And I was... I mean, I just sat there like, what? And um, like I said, I had been searching for that spark of like the real. I was so done with just everything like uh, the same old, same old basic, not making me happy, not making me happy. I was looking for that spark of the real. And in that moment, (laughs) I mean, that spark grew into a blaze in my heart. Um, I don't know. I I was blown away. I, it's hard to describe um, because it was just so real, you know? Um, and after that, I mean, yeah, I've grown to love service. I think service is one of the things that really opens that spark up that blaze for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, I, I really like that story, and I think so many people in their faith can pinpoint a moment where like someone said something or something like spoke to their heart so deeply like that it was clearly God like there was like that was God inviting you to a relationship with him and like yeah consoling that part of your heart that was so so deeply and so like longing for something greater than what you had at the time and like yeah we each have that desire to like look for something greater and it's incredible you had that at, like, such a young age, like, knowing that you wanted something greater, and then God was like, okay, here's, like, I see that within you, and, like, here's that invitation. Yeah. I also do think it is a little bit of a mistake to think, like, oh, there's only one moment that matters. Right. Um, especially, like, I don't know. I, like, I thought that for the longest time. Like, you know, conversion story, like, conversion is a process. It's not a moment. It's a war waged over years. It's not a second. So... Yeah, I don't know. 
No, I, I agree with what you're saying. I didn't mean it. No, no, way, I, but... <laughs> I was just adding on. I, yeah. yeah, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, because I sure. know, I know for me, my junior year of high school, I went on a retreat and that was like my like invitation, like my, my moment of being like, wow, like God really does love me and then wanting to continue on in my faith. But then after that, like I had you know, started delving deeply into my faith. And because I had a moment of like an emotion, like that was what sparked it. I thought that the rest of my faith had to be built on that same emotion. It's like, oh, if I don't have that feeling like this, like I'm not actively like working on my faith. And it took me a long time to realize like that conversion, like that was the spark of it, but that's not where it ends. And you have to keep going Yeah. to facilitate and like get to know God because that's what it's about. It's not a moment of God reaching out to you it's a moment of like accepting that invitation every single moment it's i mean it's exactly like falling in love you have that instant first spark of like whoa like who is this person i just met what like i'm so interested in like they make me feel happy just being around them but like the years after just working so hard to like love this person treat them well or whatever um is like it's, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you have that initial just instant spark, like, whoa. But then afterwards, it's also a lot of work. Just like, I guess, yeah, good comparison. Yeah, after you had that experience, did you come back from that mission trip? And, like, did something change in your life at all? Like, in that moment? Or did it take you a long time to kind of put two and two together? So, well... I think some some things did change. Um, I definitely... So one of the things that really started happening for me is I started going to confession. So I went to a Catholic high school, and they offered confession at lunch, um, which was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was amazing. Um, and so I would go every couple weeks. I still... I mean, I still go every couple weeks. Um, and that was really good for me because one of the things that I value, have found that I value so much is like self-reflection. Um, I don't think you can really live an authentically Catholic life without self-reflection. Um, and so like I started going to confession. I started actually like thinking about like, what am I doing with my life? What, like, who am I? Um, where do I want to go? Who's the person I want to be? Um, and it took, like, I mean, like I said, even senior year, I was, definitely still struggling a lot um but it I guess it was like the first step and it kind of was the first step in the right direction so even when I would slide back down the hill I still knew which direction the hill was um because I had that that moment that experience um and that was like what I had been searching for before that I guess so yeah yeah, what does the self-reflection for you look like? Like, how do you go about doing that? Because I've, I've read a lot about self-reflection. It's like, you have to be, like, obviously it's, like, critical to do. But you also have to be careful to, like, not look under the rocks of your life, like, without God in that moment. Because then it's, like, it can spiral into this thing. And, like, you know, you're, like, you're looking into something that's almost not there in a way or it's like getting twisted in a way if you don't do that with God so how do you go about doing that yeah I think so I mean like I said the way that I originally began really was going to confession regularly um, which 
by no means you don't have to. You have to at some to some degree. I think the church mm-hmm. says once a year, um, but you don't have to go every two weeks. But I started kind of doing that at least once or twice a month um, because just reflecting on like how is this last two weeks, how is this last three weeks, whatever, how has it been for me? Um, have I been orienting myself towards God? Um, that was kind of like my first initial takes at self-reflection. Um, I think, so I haven't looked much like into it, I guess. Sure. I just, um, I try to, I guess, so, (laughs) yeah, I haven't read much like on it. Um, I want to say like, self-reflection requires self-reflection on yourself (laughs) even though that doesn't make any sense like I am not the kind of person to spiral out of control when I'm thinking about my own faults so I think it's less risky I guess for me like you were saying um I don't know I try to I usually try to start just thinking like all right if I was someone else in my own life how would I, A, view myself, and, like, B, what would I think that I would have to change uh, if I was someone else in my life? Like, maybe someone that I, I don't know, someone I had a fight with, or someone even just, like, that I'm really good friends with, that I talk to all the time. Um, Trying to, like, step outside of myself and view myself as, like, someone else. maybe try to out like step outside of our emotions about like specific events um and really be able to like think about like well what did like what did I do um what do I need to work on um yeah I mean I almost always do this in silent adoration or like waiting for confession um so yeah it's in the presence of God um which I think is extremely important because if you're not, you while you can step outside of yourself and say, oh, like, this is what I would see of myself, you still need a goal that you're orienting towards. Um, and I think that's, like, part of the reason why God is so important in that process. I don't know <laughs> if you agree with that or if you think, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think so too because... So much of, like, the conflict in our lives involve other people most of the time. And if you're looking at this situation only from your perspective, you're not going to reach a place of understanding or resolution with somebody else because you're so focused on, like, well, this is how I'm feeling, and if they don't feel sorry for how I'm feeling, like, then that, like, walk away from the situation. Like, that's what you're going to do, and it's not going to... You're not going to, like, forgive and move on from that situation, so you need to reflect on, like, okay, how did I also mess up in this situation? Because there's no way that, like, most of the time, there's no way that in a situation you're not at all at fault for something that happened. So it's, yeah, it's important to, like, look on that with God because God's going to provide you even if you don't understand what that person's going through, he's going to provide you some sort of understanding of, like, there's something I don't know. Yeah. And there's, like, a reason that something's happening in this situation, and I can't understand that, and that's okay because I have to still forgive and love this person anyways. Yeah. 